HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee. Learn about the wonderfully tart Montmorency cherry at choosecherries.com. Meat and three. Meat and three. Meat and three. One meat, three sides. Food, news, and storytelling. A square meal for your ears. Meat and three. Hey, Meet and 3 listeners. This is Hannah Forden. I'm HRN's program manager and one of this show's producers. Now, just like many of you, I have been doing my best to work from home for over a month now. And even before that, I've been working on a new podcast for kids, along with Harry Rosenblum, who hosts HRN's Feast Your Ears. We decided to launch the series a bit earlier than we planned because so many of our listeners are at home right now with young ones. And we wanted to do our part to keep curious young eaters entertained and inspired during this crazy time. So we wanted to share the second episode of Time for Lunch with Meet and 3 fans. You might have heard a snippet of the episode last week, but here in full is our second installment. It's called Homebound. For this episode, Harry and I asked some of our young listeners and their parents to share strategies for having fun while staying at home. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to Time for Lunch on your favorite podcast app. And now, no matter where you are, it's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and sometimes playing with your food. Each episode, we're covering a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune in for food, fun, and flavor. The topic of this episode is a bit different from last time. Since so many of us are spending a lot of time at home, we're focusing on a very special and misunderstood feeling. We're used to getting to spend the day with our friends and teachers, or going on field trips, going to church or temple, playing sports, and so much more. Right now, none of us are getting much of that. If your schoolwork is done and it's rainy outside, you might start to feel that familiar feeling. Boredom. But being bored isn't as terrible as you might think. In the moments where we aren't working, watching TV, eating, or playing, boredom creeps in. 
And that's when it's up for you to decide. Is boredom a bummer or a superpower? Scientists who study our brains have noticed that when we allow ourselves to do nothing, like laying on the floor and looking at the ceiling, or spacing out while taking a bath, or looking out the window, we unlock a very special skill. Some might even say a superpower. Creativity. These moments of boredom are when you're going to have your most interesting ideas, come up with solutions you might not have thought of before, and you might come up with a fun project that you never would have thought of if you weren't so bored. So let's dive into the world of boredom together, and we can make staying home an adventure. We have some ideas for you about being bored, but first, let's hear some jokes. Scientists got bored of watching the Earth spin, so after 24 hours, they called it a day. I was so bored, I memorized six pages of the dictionary. I learned next to nothing. Here's a good thing to think about when you're feeling bored. Say the word, spell it out, and try to remember these ideas. I bet if you do just one of these things, you won't be bored. B is for be creative. Make some art or a craft or a snack. O is for outside. Get some fresh air. R is for reading. Curl up with a book. E is for exercise. Do some jumping jacks or make an obstacle course. D is for doing something helpful. Your family is all in this together, and putting away your toys or making dinner or putting away the dishes will make you feel good and get you a smile from your family. Another way to think about boredom is that it's like a rest for your brain. It allows you to relax. Try just sitting still for 10 minutes and listening to the sounds around you. Or listening to music, not doing anything. Don't just do something, sit there. One thing that we can all do at home or anywhere is take care of ourselves and our family. Life can get stressful sometimes, so it's important to be patient and kind to the people around you. We're going to hear from our friend Autumn in Texas, who has some great advice for all of us about making the most of staying home. Hello, my name is Autumn Hughes, and I'm here to talk to you today about being home and just kind of staying busy when you are home and not allowed to go out and be places. I have a bit of experience with this because, um, not just with this, um, but last spring I was diagnosed with leukemia, so I wasn't really allowed to be around people or go to school and stuff like that. Leukemia is a type of cancer that Autumn has. Because of this illness, it's best for her to stay home from school until she gets better. She's gotten good at coming up with creative ways to make home more fun. So a few things that you can do is do crafts and art and just like make like a friendship bracelet or something like that. Um, it's very important to stick to a schedule just because it's easy to get lost in technology and just kind of sitting there all day. I love reading, so reading is really important. Uh, and then also staying connected with family and friends, using FaceTime or texting or emailing, whatever resources you have. One of the most fun ways a family can come together and make something is during mealtime. 
One thing that I really enjoyed was cooking when I was home. So me and my dad each week would go out and plan a fancy meal and cook it together. So we had to plan the sides, how long it would take. That way everything was ready and hot at the same time. We would set the table all fancy and our whole family would come together and just enjoy a super yummy meal. Uh, we also enjoyed having tea parties. So we would get all sorts of like little snacks and uh, use our tea set, even if it was just the four of us. Thank you for all those great ideas, Autumn. Tea parties are one of my favorite afternoon rituals, too. Our friend Erin, who we're going to hear more from later in the episode, has some good tips for staying active. Hi, my name is Erin Hughes. I'm 10 years old and I do gymnastics. But since the whole corona business is going around, I can't do gymnastics anymore. So I'm here to talk about some tips and tricks to stay active around your house. So the first thing is you can um, you can do stretches every day and maybe just do some cartwheels and somersaults around the house and go outside. Make sure to go outside. Maybe climb a tree if you can, or just play outside with your with your family. Bye. I feel better already. Thank you, Aaron. Stay tuned. It's still time for lunch after the break. This episode is brought to you by the Michigan Cherry Committee. A cherry isn't just a cherry. When it comes to tart cherries, the wonderfully U.S.-grown Montmorency Tart Cherry variety is the cherry with more. They're available year-round, dried, frozen, canned, juice, and concentrate. U.S. Montmorency Tart Cherries are also one of America's superfruit, which means they're good for you. Tart cherries contain many antioxidants and beneficial phytonutrients, including anthocyanins, the pigments that give tart cherries their bright red color. And don't forget about flavor. U.S. Montmorency's unique sour-sweet profile make them an excellent addition to yogurt, oatmeal, salads, trail mix, and of course, a classic cherry pie. Learn more about the wonderfully U.S.-grown Montmorency tart cherry at choosecherries.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. Today, we're coming up with ideas for how to make the most of staying home. One very important activity I like to schedule into my day is a dance break. Moving my body around is one of my favorite things to do. It makes me happy, and it's a great excuse to listen to music. Before we get our wiggles out, let's do a little stretching together. Ready? Now let's stand up with our feet flat on the floor and our knees a tiny bit bent. Now let's all reach up over our heads, stretching our arms and our neck up towards the sky, and take a deep, big breath in. <sighs> nice. Okay, now let's breathe out and bend forward, reaching our hands down towards our toes. Can you touch your toes? I can touch my toes. Hello, toes. Nice to see you today. Thanks for helping me walk around and dance. Okay, now let's slowly roll back up to standing. Let's get our wiggles out. That means it's time to dance, and today we're gonna bring every part of our body into this dance, so dance with your head. Now dance with your shoulders. Dance with your elbows. Dance with your hands. 
Dance with your belly. Dance with your hips. Dance with your knees. Dance with your shins. Dance with your toes. Now shake it out. Thanks to Breakmaster Cylinder for those fun tunes. Great job, everybody. I feel really good now, but I think I need a project. Harry, do you have any ideas? Ask yourself, what can you make in a waffle iron? Or write letters to your friends. You can draw them a picture of what you can see out the window. Or play I Spy over the phone. I like to build a pillow fort. Nice. Or you could make a list of kitchen tools. Whisk, fork, spoon, egg beater, skewer, knife, colander, spatula. And then pull out a name and learn how to use each tool. Plan a treasure hunt for your family. You can place clues throughout the house or outside and lead to something special. And like our friend Autumn said earlier in the show, setting the table for meals is a great way to get creative. There are lots of ways to set a table, especially for super fancy meals. You could make decorations and name cards. Now that it's spring and the weather is getting better, how about a picnic? And don't forget about the grown-ups in your house. They might be feeling bored or cooped up too. Talk to your favorite grown-ups about how you can help make lunch or dinner. Speaking of parents, our friends, who are also mom and son, have some advice about what you can do to make outdoor meals and feel like you're camping at home. Hi there. My name is Kim, and one thing that our family loves to do is to make campfires. This past year, my kids learned how to make fires themselves, making mini fires to start with. We took an aluminum pan, filled it with sand, found teeny tiny sticks and kindling and tinder to help construct fires, and then practice things like lighting a match. On our last camping trip, though, we experimented with making baked potatoes, and my son Aaron can tell you about that. So, first, we got baked potatoes, we oiled them, and then we got sea salt and put it on them, and then we wrapped them in aluminum foil, and then we tucked them into the nice toasty embers for, for a half hour, and it was delicious. What did we put on top of them? Oh yeah, we put, um, well, you can put anything on them, whatever you like. For me, I just put butter and cheese, and that, and bacon. Campfires are a great way to have some fun and learn a new skill, but also just to make some memories and have fun as a family. And don't forget about s'mores. Kim and Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your campfire adventures with us. Listeners with Backyard should make sure to talk to a grown-up to make sure you can make a fire safely. Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to take a walk over to the book table and hear from our friend Frank in Rhode Island. I Survived is a good series because some of them can tell you how to survive. Like the attack of the grizzlies, the battle of Gettysburg... The Children's Blizzard, 1888. The author is Lauren Tarshish. I like them because they're cool and they are nonfiction. Nonfiction means real. Nonfiction means real and fiction means not real. The I Survived series is great, but they can be intense for some kids. 
So parents, you should check them out first. They're almost all available as audiobooks, and they're a great listen. Ooh, I want to check those out too. There are a whole bunch of stories available right now from audible.com, and it's free for kids. So you can head over to stories.audible.com to check it out. The Brooklyn Children's Museum has amazing online programming throughout the day, and I think you might enjoy it. You can check out their website. Here at Time for Lunch, we listen to a lot of other podcasts, and I would recommend you check out one called The Memory Palace. It's a storytelling show that features great historical anecdotes and stories. Some are about people you've probably heard of, and many are about people I'm sure you haven't heard of. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back with more tasty stories. Special thanks to our friends Autumn, Aaron, Frank, Moxie, and Kim for sharing their tips on having fun at home. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, and jokes. It's easy to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone. Ask your favorite grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Please be sure to include your name, age, and your address so we can send you something in return. This show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Werner. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. <laughs>